Welcome to Holistic Hearts, a place to dive deeper into living holistically, a place where my mom shares thoughts on living fully, creating intentionally, and empowering others to come along with her in this journey. Hey everybody, welcome to Holistic Hearts. Oh, you guys, I found like a, an, a mentor a uh, soul sister <laughs> to come alongside and offer so much to you. And man, Hey guys, do you remember back in the day when we started holistic hearts and we started the heavenly commission and it was all about discovering your kingdom identity, your purpose, your mission. Well, I'm so excited because I have Dr. Jamie Morgan on the show to help just come alongside it even further that conversation. And I just want to say thank you for being here. I welcome you here. And on behalf of my listeners, I just, I'm honored to talk to you. Oh, Kristen, thank you so much for having me. And thank you for everything that you do for the Lord. Mm, thank you. Same with you. Okay. You guys, I started reading this book, um, and I, she has a book out. She's an author. She is done. She has done all of the things <laughs> in the church world. Um, she has been a pastor. She is, um, gosh, you, yeah. I'd love for you to share a little bit about yourself so that people know who you are. Yeah, I would love to. I was born again at the age of 26. Okay. I wasn't raised in a Christian home. And by the age of 26, Kristen, I was a raging alcoholic. I was agoraphobic, which means you can't leave your home because of panic attacks, anxiety attacks, mm -hmm. filled with depression. I mean, I could go on and on and on. I was my, my laundry list of sins and bondages. And, and at 26, I cried out to God. I'm like, God, I don't know you. I don't know anything about you. I always wanted to know God, but Kristen, there was no one there, no one for tw 26 years of my life told me how to know God through his son, Jesus. And so I said, God, I don't know you. I know nothing about you, but I said, all I know is the way I'm living my life. Yeah, it ain't working. Mm -hmm. And so I believe two things about you, God. I believe that you're real, never doubted the existence of God. And I said, I believe that because you created me, your plan has got to be better than this. Mm -hmm. And I said, um, I cry out to you, God. Well, when I did, I don't know, Krista, if, if you've ever heard the story, any stories of people living across the ocean that uh, no one has ever witnessed to that people's group before, but Jesus literally reveals himself to them. That's what happened in my bedroom in New Jersey. No one had ever witnessed to me in 26 years. Wow. And Jesus revealed himself to me in my bedroom that he was Lord and Savior and wanted to be my Lord and Savior. And so basically my prayer was, I give you my life. I give you my life. I'll go wherever you tell me to go. I'll do whatever you tell me to do. I'll say whatever you tell me to say. My life is yours. And I ended it with this, Kristen. I said, Jesus, if you can take this messed up girl and do anything with her life, I ask you to do it. And I meant it. You know, I really didn't know what I was signing up for in terms of I had this brand new one minute relationship with Jesus. But I knew that from then on I was living for him. You know, I didn't know I didn't know when the book of Galatians talks about, you know, uh, I am crucified with Christ. 
It is no longer I that live. It is Christ that lives within me. I didn't know that scripture. I didn't know any scripture. So in that moment, Jesus delivered me. Wow. Delivered me instantly of alcohol addiction, of uh, depression, of I had, I smoked three packs of cigarettes a day of fear. I mean, I felt what felt like shackles falling off of me. Got up, felt like brand, I was a brand new creation. Didn't know that scripture either, <laughs> but I would have said I'm brand new. I feel brand new. Wow. And so then I just, I would have to say, Kristen, from that point on, although I couldn't articulate then I have a call of God on my life, I knew, I had a knowing in my knower. I knew that I, maybe back then I would have said, I knew that I, I believe God wants to use me in big ways. You know, now I would say God has a call in my life to full-time ministry, but anyway, um, to one of the five-fold ministry offices. So um, I just began serving. And as I began serving, and it's interesting, and I want your listeners to really hear this, a rock that is rolling is easier to navigate than a boulder that's stationary. So like, you're never going to find your calling sitting on the couch, binge watching Netflix with a remote control in one hand, and a tub of popcorn in the other and go, Jesus, reveal my call. You know, yes, we need to cry out, Jesus, reveal my call. But as we're actually stepping out into ministry. So I would go to my pastor and I would say, pastor, what ministries need help? And he would say, you know what? The baby nursery needs help. Well, I, my call wasn't necessarily to children, but you know what? Looking back, Kristen, there were just some things those babies needed to teach me. Oh. Like, how about, how about a servant's, how about, how about having a servant's heart? Mm. How about, how about um, ministering when, 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 when you feel like you're outside of your skill set, so to speak, you know, and I would begin to serve in various ministries. And as I did, two things would happen. First of all, I would discover, yeah, yeah, I think that maybe is what God's called me to do. Or I'd say, yeah, not my cup of tea. That I'll, you know, I'll do it, but it's not my cup of tea. And it's as you put your hand to ministries that God begins revealing this, either this, yeah, keep going in this direction or no. The other thing that began happening, Kristen, was that my gifts and talents would begin to be revealed. Mm -hmm. So as I was leading a life group in my home, uh, pastoral gifts were, 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 coming to the surface. Uh, I would visit those 30 people in the hospital and counsel them. I would I would um, lead their unsafe relative to the Lord. Uh, as, as I was leading the evangelism ministry, uh, I, uh, I would, my gifts of, you know, just, I have such a passion for souls because no one ever told me about Jesus. And there had to be people in my life, Kristen, that knew Jesus. I'm thinking my neighborhood as a little girl, my elementary school, high school, high school kids, maybe, I don't know, somebody, an employer, somebody somewhere along the way knew Jesus and never opened their mouth. Wow. Because of that, I have such a passion for souls. So the, my passion for souls began to emerge. So I started, Kristen, I would say in the office of teacher of the word mm. in my life group and maybe like Wednesday night Bible study in my church. And then I was I would I would say I was standing I would I was standing in the office of evangelist. Mm -hmm. I would not only lead the evangelism ministry and outreach ministry in my church, but I would go out into churches and conduct evangelism training seminars. 
and then uh, God uh, changed that direction and then opened an opportunity for me to become senior pastor of a church. Mm-hmm. And uh, I was in my in my denomination, I was the first female senior pastor in New Jersey. Wow. And so I uh, I said, Lord, Lord, I'll do whatever you want me to do. So for 15 years until until last year, last April, I stepped down to step up into what I'm doing now. But for 15 years, I was senior pastor of a, of a church. And and then then I would say for a season, even while I was pastor, God used me as a prophetic voice mm-hmm. to not just my church, not just my region, but to our nation and the nations through my podcast. I'm a writer for Charisma Magazine, um, just different things that uh, my, my um, prophetic um, words would get published and it would go, they would go viral. Um, I had one get published right before the pandemic about the pandemic. I mean, I didn't use the word pandemic, but basically describing what was about to happen and it happened. Mm. And then, and now Kristen, I stand in the office of apostle, an apostolic call in advancing the kingdom, thrusting laborers into the harvest field. Um, When I was a pastor, the last two years, I could feel the last two years of the 15, I could feel the grace to pastor begin to lift. Mm. I think if God lifted the grace, all of a sudden it would kill us. I'm telling you, he does things gradually, usually. And then we've got another grace descending. Mm -hmm. And for a while, it felt like, Lord, what are you doing? I'm not sure what's going on. This this is how he encountered me with my call for this season. And I believe until I take my last breath. The Lord gave me a vision. And in the vision, I saw the most beautiful harvest field I have ever seen. We've all seen pictures of harvest fields, and we may have even a picture hanging in our office or home of a harvest field. This was the most lavish, lush, beautiful harvest field I had ever seen. It went on as far as the eye could see. And then the Lord, you know how you zoom in, like with your camera or your video, you can zoom in on whatever you're videoing? Mm-hmm. He zoomed in to a specific harvest field, all in this vision. And in this vision, Kristen, I saw this close-up of a harvest field, and I saw these round black discs that were about the size of a sail of a baseball base, right? And I'm like, Lord, what's what are they? And he said, they are placeholders for laborers that I placed in the harvest field at the foundation of the world. Mm. And this is what he said to me. He said, as you can see, most remain vacant. And then then he encountered me with my call for this season. He said, the hour is urgent Mm. and I need all hands on deck, both male and female. And he said, I have called you to identify, to gather and to mobilize women into their purpose, women that have a call to the ministry to rise up from the sidelines, rise up from fear, rise up from depression, rise up from apathy, rise up. How about this? Rise up from the injured players list. Mm. How about that one? And take their place in the end time harvest of souls. And even those women that have been in the ministry 
for decades, even seasoned ministers to help them walk in the fullness of their calling. Because I hear women say, I've been walking, I've been in the ministry for years, but I know there's more. And so that kind of, so then I said, yes, Lord, whatever you need me to do. And so that's the season I'm in. I mentor, I have a network, Trailblazer Mentoring Network, and I mentor women called to the ministry to take their place, or even if they're in the harvest field, to um, walk in the fullness in whatever area of ministry specialization that they're in. Oh, man, there's so much to unpack there. Yeah. <laughs> uh. Well, I just want to say, I'm sorry that no one told you the goodness of who Jesus was and, and how good is he that he encountered you and how good is he, how good is he that in spite yes. of, of Christians in my life, in spite of it, he, I, I cried out to him and he answered my cry. Yeah, Absolutely. And I see it's such a complete circle of no wonder he's calling you to see those vacant spots because you were vacant until he came himself to encounter you. Absolutely. That's so good. Yes. So, and to just go through your story of step by step by step, like you didn't know at the very beginning, this was where you today, where you would be, right? It was just that one step at a time and him revealing and uncovering more and more and more. And that's what happens. That that's exactly what happens. God did. As we seek him, we find him as we seek God for our purpose, for our calling, we will find it, but it is, it's, this is the way I describe it. It's like a gold miner digging for gold in, in the days, you know, of, of our nation with when they would dig for gold, they would just start, like they'd start where they maybe kind of sort of felt like there could be gold. They just started <laughs> and they would start to dig and then maybe they'd see a glimmer mm. and then they'd go in that direction in their digging. And then maybe they'd see something glisten and God literally will unfold our call like that. We keep, we keep putting one foot in front of the other, putting our hand to the plow and God oftentimes, even in the waiting room of God's promises uh, for our call, he will have us in ministries that maybe it isn't our ultimate destiny, but you know what they, those ministries are, those ministries are training wheels. Totally. Yes. Mm. You know, looking back on my life before God launched me into full-time ministry, I had served in almost every aspect of the church from greeter at the front door to children's ministry worker to every imaginable thing, except for the sound booth, <laughs> the sound booth. God bless all of your listeners that work the sound booth. That's you don't right. want me in the sound booth, but you know what? Then I, then years later, I become senior pastor of a, of a church yeah. and it's like, wow, God, you really knew what you were doing, that you prepared me to leave this church. I've worked in all, I've done almost everything that I'm asking the people in my church to do. Wow. Um, That's so beautiful. And I can see that in my own journey and as well as some of the listeners that I know personally. Um, and, and we have, you know, women, it's mostly women that are listening to the show from, you know, late twenties to, 60s, 70s, and every single one of them is searching for that 
what is my calling? What is my purpose? What is my identity? And I love the encouragement that you give of like, it really is just a simple where, where do you need me right now? And for exactly. whatever, where do you need me to start? Uh, pastor, what ministry needs help? Really? Yeah. It's starting there. And then, and then God will just do the rest, but we have to start. Mm-hmm. Yeah. We can't, as I said, we can't just sit and go, Jesus, what's our call? Yeah. Yeah. You know, he, as we are about the business of the kingdom, you yeah. know, he's about our business. And in that he reveals our call. Yes. So I want to share. So uh, Dr. Jamie has an amazing book that she's written called her calling a woman's guide to fulfilling her God-given destiny. And, uh, my listeners know I'm very passionate about this. I, I love coaching people through this process. And what I love about your book is the very tangible ways to do this. And one thing I want to mention too, is your heart to mentor women. And like I mentioned before, no matter what age you're at, there is a deep hunger for mentorship, especially with women. I'm sure with men too, but I just, I know I'm very aware of the constant, uh, yearning for somebody to come alongside who's already been there to say, like, watch, watch what I did, or don't do what I did, or here's a tool, how you could help. I mean, this could be somebody who's 70 years old, trying to figure out what's, what is my call right now in the season and somebody who's a young mom that's home, overwhelmed, tired, exhausted. Like you we're all hungry for this mentor. And so thank you for writing a book that can help someone in any of those situations. And I think too, with that comment of, of we're all hungry for a mentor, (laughs) like your ministry, the, the trailblazer Wait, Trailblazing Network, right? It, yeah, Trailblazer Mentoring Network. It's You can find it at trailblazermentoring.com. Okay, is so needed. And so not only check out the book, but I encourage you to go check that out too, because that could be a huge resource to so many women that are just hungry for that. Um, so one of the things that I really wanted to hit on in here was your... Oh, how do I want to phrase this? I I love how you talk about your purpose timeline <laughs> and this exercise. I think it could be so helpful. And I, I want to give a back explanation is I, my husband and I, we have received many, many words over the years over what God is calling us to do in various capacities and no one I literally stopped this book in the middle of reading this part on the purpose timeline. Nobody has said, well, have you asked about a timeline? Mm. So we've, we have probably 15 years of, of words, which is such a gift. And there are some words that were given that we were like, oh, should we do it like right now? (laughs) And, And no, the answer was no, uh, we're still in preparation for that. So I would love for you to share how you do a purposeful timeline of words that people have spoken over you. And what does that look like? Because I think for a lot of my listeners, there have been words that were prophetic words or, or vision that we've gotten. 
And we're like, well, well, how do we figure out when? <laughs> yeah, that that is so good. That is so good because we, as we know, some sometimes they are for now, so, but a lot of time they're for the future. And um, I would, this is a powerful exercise for any of your listeners to do. Um, get a bunch of sticky notes, a whole bunch of sticky notes. Sit at your dining room table, kind of clear off the dining room table. And um, ask the Lord to bring you into recall of all the ways that he has already encountered you with regard to your call. So think about the dreams that you've had. So let's say you had a dream about, like I mentioned earlier, Harvest Field mm -hmm. and the placeholders. I would write on a sticky note, dream, Harvest Field placeholders. And then take the sticky note and put it on the dining room table. And think about the visions that you've had over the years. Think about the times that you you had a knowing in your knower, or others would say you, you could hear God's still small voice. Maybe you've heard God's audible voice. Write that encounter down with regard to your call. Or how about a rhema word of God, where you're reading the word and it just lifts you're reading the word of God and it just lifts off the page. Um, maybe it's um, a, 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 a miraculous sign or wonder that that has happened in your life. You know, God is a multitasker. He is such a multitasker and, and even signs and wonders that he has miracles. He's performed in our lives, healings. Like, obviously it's for then, like he, we needed healing and God miraculously heals us. But it's also like he will literally use that healing to point to, you know, something that he wants you to do in the future. He sees that good. He's that good. Yeah. Um, think about maybe impressions that you've had and the prophetic or any prophetic words that you have been given that have not yet come to pass or even those that have. Write them all down on a little sticky note. And now you're sitting at your dining room table and you have all these random sticky notes in front of you. And then take like a poster size board you can buy at the local drugstore and begin placing those sticky notes in maybe like seasons of your life. Like for example, I could say in my seasons, I could say for my life, I could say maybe childhood, <clears throat> young adult years, uh, new believer years. Um, I could say um, uh, raising kids years. And then I could say um, pastor years and my did the different seasons of my life and begin placing them all on this poster board and 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 pray in the Holy Spirit mm -hmm. over the purpose timeline. And I'm telling you, it is such a beautiful it's a great thing to do on a personal retreat. You will begin to see a thread run through these prophetic words, the dreams, the visions, the God encounters. And, and so I have had person after person after I used to have men in person mentoring groups where we did this together as a, as a cohort mm -hmm. and the powerful things that God reveals, even stuff when we were kids mm -hmm. that we have forgotten 
that, you know, we were now grown up and that, those were years ago. God, he's a revealer. He's, he reveals himself to us and we can, we, we have to, it's important to write it down, but even as little girls, um, Thinking back, Lord, was there a dream that you gave me? Um, did someone speak something over my life? I have a friend that was that was a Miss Miss America, and she was this little girl living in Mississippi with the with the potato sack, flower sack dress on and bare feet. And the and the the guy, the milkman, would deliver the milk, and he would say, "Little girl, you're going to be Miss America one day." And he spoke that every single time he saw her and then she was, and she used the entire platform to proclaim Jesus the entire wow. year. Oh, to the point where they were like ready for her to step down. Yeah. <laughs> but what I'm saying, it, what, what has people, what have people spoken? This was a milkman. Like what have people spoken? Teachers, your parents, what, what, you know how you can see when your children grow up, the bent that they have. Maybe you don't see the full picture of what they're called to do, but you can see mm-hmm. the bent. And so bringing that all together is a powerful exercise, a purpose timeline. Oh, that is so beautiful. I love that you even talked about the childhood thing, because that's such a unique pause, you know, like, wow, I wonder what comes up when I stop to pause and pray and ask the Holy Spirit to reveal and to remember, like he will answer you in this space. He will. You know, when I was a little girl, I, I like a lot of little girls, I wanted to be a teacher, a school teacher. And I used to take my cat and dress her in a baby doll outfit and kind of shove her in the in a baby doll high chair. And I, for, I would come home from school and for hours teach her. This cat knew, she knew her arithmetic table. I'm telling you, she knew, she knew, she knew vocabulary words. I'm being facetious. But looking <laughs> back, he called me to be a teacher of the word. Yeah. I thought it was a school teacher, but it wasn't. It was a teacher. Yeah. A teacher of the word. And looking back on it, it was like I would spend three hours teaching my cat everything that I learned that day. Who does that? <laughs> but somebody that has a strong call to be a teacher of the word. Yes, that's so good. And um, what I'm picturing too is I would record on my cassette tape uh, radio show as a little girl, which is so, you know, I, it wasn't even in my brain as an adult. And when I went to college, it wasn't a thing until later in my life when somebody was like, oh, Kristen, you'd be a great podcast producer. And- uh, <laughs> How powerful is that, Kristen? Oh <laughs> my goodness. Yes. So yes, just open up your eyes and your heart to hear how Holy Spirit will bring those to mind. So I do want to hit on this question on, you know, what if somebody is listening and they're like, well, I don't have anything like that. And they are the injured one on the sidelines or they're feeling apathetic or they feel like, oh, I don't have a cool calling like that. What, what are some of those things in their mindset that could be preventing them from stepping out? Yeah. You know what, Kristen, the number one thing I would say, the first thing they've got to rip off the rear view mirror. Ooh. Oh, rip it off. You know, when I was 17 years old, I was driving down a highway 50 miles an hour and an ambulance was coming, like, you know, crossing my path. And I turned to see where the ambulance was going and I crashed into the car in front of me. 
and that same ambulance that distracted me took me away. Um, wow. You keep looking at the past, you won't fulfill your call. It's a, it's a because we all got a past. Hmm. Like the first twenty six years, I lived in the world. I, I'm a leader in the body of Christ now, but I was a leader sinner for twenty six years. Hmm. If I looked at my past, I wouldn't answer my call. If I looked at my flops, my failures, my idiosyncrasies, even even as a believer, you know, stuff, projects I've started and haven't finished, and things that you know, uh, the enemy is constantly. Well, what about that? See, you didn't you didn't even do that. You think you're going to do this? No, no I, we have to. I would tell them step one: you, they have got to forget the former things. They have got to rip off the rearview mirror because that will constant. The enemy will constantly use that, use their past against them. And then I would say, just press into the Lord, God. You know, I call them. I call. I, I had seven prayers that I prayed. I call them the seven A's. A capital letter A, the seven E's of purpose. Yes. Lord, what am I called to accomplish? Lord, where am I to accomplish it? Lord, reveal my sphere of influence. Lord, align my life with the relationships required to fulfill my call. Lord, give me accuracy in what I'm about to do or to say for maximum effectiveness. Lord, give me a, a vast harvest of souls. And Lord, anoint me mightily for what you've called me to accomplish. The seven A's, assignment, area, authority, alignment, accuracy, abundance, and anointing. Ooh. You pray that I'm telling you, you're praying, you pray those seven A's of purpose. You're praying for every aspect of your call, but you truly, when we seek the Lord, we find the Lord. When we seek him for our purpose, we find him, as I already said, and you keep pressing into the Lord for, I, I would make it one of my primary prayer requests. And then as we talked about, start serving. Isn't it great that we don't walk by feelings? Mm. We walk, we walk by faith and not by sight. We don't walk by our feelings. We don't walk by our emotions. We don't walk by what people have said about us in the past. But think about David, Kristen. Think about David when, when Samuel came to Jesse and said, hey, I'm about to anoint the next king. Bring bring your, it's one of your sons, bring him out. You know, and, and Jesse, what does he do? He brings out, every, out everybody but David. Yeah. For the American Idol audition for King, right? <laughs> Whatever that guy's name is, uh, Simon Cow, and, and 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 here they are. No, you're not. Samuel's like, no, that's not Eliab. No, that's not. No, no, not that one either. Not that one. Do you have any more? And Jesse's like, well, there, there's the kid out in the, in the shepherd field. <laughs> Bring him in. Yeah. I mean, his own father discounted him. Yeah. Sometimes the people around us discount us. Sometimes our own family, our friends, you, who you, because they know you when they knew they, they can't see. Uh, listen, Kristen, it's, this is important. Who you surround yourself with is so important. Mm, that's good. I had three friends as a new believer that the Lord said to me, I need you to put some distance between those three friends. They were Christian friends. I'm like, Lord, why? They're Christians. This is what he said to me. He said, Jamie, he said, they can see the Jamie that stands before them. They cannot see the Jamie that you're going to be. This is early on in my Christian walk, just delivered hot off the anxiety attack truck, right? And he said, they're their opinions of you matter to you. 
And because their opinions of you matter to you, they could literally thwart my call on your life. Wow. Wow. He was right, Kristen. He was right. Mm -hmm. So I put distance between me and two of them. I could not bring myself to do it. I'm ashamed to say the, the, the third one. And boy, did God put the kanash on that friendship. <laughs> Let me tell you, it would be much less painful had I done it. So I say that to say, listen, our lives are lived in seasons. Mm-hmm. And there are reasons for every season. And there's some things, maybe even some people, that we can't take with us into the next season. Yeah. So I would say, Rip off that rear view mirror, start serving, press into God in prayer and ask him for Holy Spirit alignment in every single area of your life, including relationships. Mm, yes. Oh, the word alignment lately for, for me has been so powerful, uh, just aligning in my business and friendship and marriage and, and all of the aspects. All of this and finances, uh, spirit, soul, and body, uh, where we attend church, what, I mean, literally aligning. If one aspect of our lives is out of alignment, you know, I mean, we're living in a day when we need to hear from God moment to moment. Yeah. And we need to be in alignment and we need, we need to position ourselves yeah. uh, and cooperate with God. And to do that, we align ourselves with the word. We align ourselves with his will for our lives. Yes. And what a delight it is when we do. And we, what a delight. yes. And he will ask us to do hard things. Like I think that putting a distance between your friends, it, that's not easy. And and he calls us to have boundaries sometimes and that's okay because he's taking us to a, a new level and yeah, that's the upgrade, right? So that's the upgrade. There's some things in people you can't take with you. I was in one season when God was about to promote me to the next thing he had me do. And he said to me, you have fear of man in your life. Mm-hmm. Now, now, if you know me, people that know me know, they know me as I'm very bold. I'm very, I don't really care what people think. You know what I mean? I like, I'm not a person that's, I'm not a people pleaser, but the Lord knows our hearts. He knows our hearts. And he knew that even a smidgen of the fear of man, I couldn't take with me to the next season, to that next assignment that he had called me to do. I couldn't take, I couldn't take that with me. He said, you need 100% fear of the Lord and zero fear of man to do what you're called to do in the next season. Mm. So how did you do that? How did you break that off? Yeah, I, I took, I spoke the word over my life in it, with regard to fear of man. Uh, I think of, about this scripture uh, that says, um, uh, what can, it's from the Psalms, what can man do unto me? Uh, I think it's Psalm 118, verse six. Mm-hmm. Um, the Lord is on my side. That's what it is. The Lord is on my side. I will not fear. What can man do unto me? I would speak those words out my mouth and in doing so wield the sword of the spirit. I also had to think what I was thinking about mm-hmm. and any thoughts that were like fear of man thoughts. Yeah. I had to cast them down. Mm-hmm. And replace them with the word of God. No, I don't operate according to the fear of man. No, I don't fear man. I It's the Lord I want to please. If he's pleased, that's good. 
he's the only one I aim to please and he's pleased. And so um, it's very important. There are certain seasons where obviously we always need uh, to examine our thought life. Huge. It really, with, when it comes to purpose and calling and answering God's call, it start, I'm telling you, the battlefield truly is the mind, like Joyce Meyer says, and the word of God. And so honestly, like it's like, like how so many women battle unworthiness. I see it. Mm -hmm. I'm so unworthy. Well, look at, look at the pattern in the Bible. God calls Jeremiah. I'm too young. God calls Moses. I don't even speak right. I'm a stutterer. Get my brother to do it. Aaron, he's like a good speaker and stuff. You know, how about Gideon? What well, good Gideon? I'm I'm the my 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 tribe is the least, and I'm the least in my in my family, and I'm, the, I'm you know I'm the least of these. I can't who me, you know. And what does God say to in each situation? Yeah, it ain't about you. Mm-hmm. It's not about you. It, 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 it's you, you, he actually, well, to Gideon, he called him a mighty man of, uh, of, of valor. You know, he, he speaks how he sees us. And then he says, don't worry about it. I'm, my presence is going to go with you. Like, it's going to be me doing it through you. Really, we're these cracked clay pots, Kristen. The, the Bible calls us jars of clay. Mm-hmm. And we've been through some stuff. All of us have. And we have battle scars. We have battle scars. We have wounds sometimes, or uh, arrows, places where arrows have been. And the Lord, he pours perfect God, pours his spirit through these imperfect vessels <laughs> that have been through some stuff and works miracles. Like how good, how good does it get? Like that's how good God is. <laughs> Amen to that. Oh man. <laughs> yes. I feel like I'm in that specific season of, of letting go of that fear of man and, and to those new places. Cause I have to, I have to, or else I'm going to prevent that next level. So that's so true because the more we fear man, the less we fear God mm-hmm. and the more we fear God. I don't mean like, I'm so afraid of God. I mean, a reverence. I mean, at all, I mean, I want to please God, you yeah. know, he's God, he's God, <laughs> you know, he's God. Mm-hmm. Um, the more we fear man, the less, the less we'll fear God. And the more we fear God, the less we fear man. So it's so important for all of us, but you know, God is, you know, I love how God says, okay, we're going to work on this now. It's like with our children, how we can see maybe this, this, that, and the other thing that need to be worked on. And we just one at a time, like we don't like we could really break our child's spirit if we yeah. like, Work on everything all at the same time. I remember one time as a new believer, I, I, I woke up in the middle of the night and I was pacing back and forth. And I said, God, there's so much in my life that needs to change. I, where do I even begin? I was a, a new believer and had just been delivered from all those things. And he said to me, you speak my word about every situation in your life. And I will, I will, I will, I will. And he showed me a picture of a cruise ship. He said, you'll begin to see a change. He showed me a picture of a cruise ship and the and a cruise ship in the harbor and how it takes all the tugboats to turn that ship around. But once it's facing the ocean, it goes what? Full steam ahead. And that's what he does with us. Like speak the word, believe God, trust him. He does the work in us. Our job is to say, yes, Lord. Yes. Mm-hmm. Saying no comma Lord is an oxymoron. Mm. One word cancels the other one out. Wow. It's always yes, Lord. 
yes, Lord, yes, Lord, to your will and to your way, no matter what you've called me to do. One time he had me working at a secular job and I knew he wanted me there and I hated it. Oh, Kristen. Oh, every time the alarm went off, I, this is what I would do. The alarm would go and I'd hit the alarm and I'd go, Jesus, only with, with clenched teeth, Jesus, only for you, you know, like, Ugh. and one morning I, that would happen. I hit the alarm and I said the same thing, Jesus, only for you. And he said, exactly. That's the exact place that I'm bringing you to, that you will literally do anything for me, no matter what I ask you to do. Mm. He, was he was helping me crucify my flesh. Yeah. Wow. That is powerful. Oh, this has been such a great conversation. I, where can people find you and pick up your book? Um, I would love for people to just know how to continue to hear from you because you are such a joy. I love hearing your picture, your word pictures. Uh, it just feeds right into, I love talking about your imagination and how Holy Spirit uses pictures. And so oh, it's just such a joy. Thank you, Kristen. You're so kind. Thank you for your words of encouragement. Truly appreciate it. We could literally talk for hours. I feel I like I could keep talking to you for hours. <laughs> um, but, but, but in answer to your question, where to find me, uh, you uh, go on trailblazer mentoring.com. And that is my mentoring ministry. There's three levels of mentorship. You can choose whatever one the Lord leads you to. And then my book is Her Calling, um, A Woman's Guide to Fulfilling Her God-Given Destiny. If you go, well, you can buy it anywhere books are sold, but if you go into on Amazon or wherever you are buying the book, just type into the search box, Her Calling Jamie Morgan, and it should pop up. Awesome. Yes. Everyone, seriously, go buy this. Even if you feel like you're set in your purpose right now, this is, I, I'm a coach and this is what I do for a living. And I love talking about this. And this book has been such a helpful guide for me to approach it from a different angle. So it's so valuable. And this conversation has been so valuable. And I agree. I feel like we could talk for hours. <laughs> so thank you so much for your time and for sharing your heart for women to hear their calling and how to do that. So thank you. Thank you so much, Kristen. Thanks for listening to Holistic Hearts. As always, leave a review and don't forget to subscribe to the podcast. And if you'd like to find out more about my mom and all the things she is writing about, go to www.kristenfieldschadwick.com.